Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Randall, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the hey, only stop. pro wrestling podcast. It's my birthday, Larson. Happy birthday. I'm fucking 40 years old. You're an Shoot old man, just like me. Super part, There's part party. one. Party. There's nice. part one. I'm going to open this thing up now. It makes sense once you see what's inside. You taped it all the shit. Again, it makes a lot more sense once you see what's inside. Or how what's inside is packaged, kind of. This is one of the most surreal shopping experiences I've ever had when I open the box and I see this. Come on, old man. Where's the muscles? Oh, what the hell? I just... Oh, wait, here we go. But look at the condition of the box. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. That's, I bought that from a major shoe re retailer. <laughs> I didn't get that off eBay or to swap me. Are you me. serious? Yeah. The box is just like this? Yeah. But what's That's inside is up. fine. Whoa! Holy shit! Oh, those are sweet! Yeah, I knew you liked those. Thanks, man. So, what are these exactly? Those are Air Max 93s. Ooh. Now, I know you've had your eyes on those previously. The, I, this, these are like my my favorite color scheme right there here. There you go. Is the teal with the black and the white. Holy shit. Well, thank you very much. You're very man. welcome. There's part two coming whenever I get oh, it. Oh, no. Part two? This is this is, this is is the whole enchilada right here. No, there's That's a part fantastic. two. There's a part oh, two. I can't wear, wait to wear those. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, boy. Starting off my birthday on a good note. Took a good shit this morning. That's always Went a good way to start a, the day. A run. Uh-huh. And uh got my jack on at the gym on good. my shoulders. Wow. It's gonna be nice and sore tomorrow at the wedding we're going to. Good, good. Good days. Anyways, everybody's saying happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday. It was dip well, it's you know, celebratory, but also on the other hand, fucking Burt Reynolds, man. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. <sighs> jack Horner and Boogie Nights, my favorite movies ever. Yeah, man. What a drag. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Icon maybe not Elvis level iconic, but in the world of I don't cinema, know, man. maybe in the, in the mid late seventies, he was everything. Yeah, he was absolutely everything. Yeah, he really was. Holy crap! Yep. 
Wow. Really was. Anyway. Really, really was. Yeah. Not some hole in the wall, pal. I almost That's got Burt you Reynolds. some dirty food, but I knew you were probably having mountain mics tonight, and I knew you probably wouldn't be cool with that. So last night I went to the to Winco, yeah, and I got myself a, a bunch of muffins for my breakfast this morning. But otherwise, I had the normal thing. I had the spinach omelet, mm-hmm. uh, and then tonight, uh, Lacey and I are going to go probably to the Fat Rabbit, just the two of us. Oh, good idea. And then on Sundays, when we're going to have the big to do with the whole family. And have the mountain mics, Pike's Peak. Gotcha. You know, man. As much as I love the deep dish, I'm telling you, I think Sacramento might. I think Mountain Mike's might have top pizza. That Pike's Peak is the shit. It's good. Oh, dude, it's great. I know. I just we just had some a bit ago. It's good. Yeah. No, give me give me Giordano's any day. Look, man, it's. it's I'm that not buttery just saying crust. this. It's I'm so not, good. Eh, eh, dude, I like the content. Like the content. I, I like the crust is whatever. Give me the contents. Oh. Give me the, the stuff in it's there. It's the total package, man. Anyways, you know, this crust is a delivery that's vessel. total package right there. It is. Anyways, what's my mom texting me for? Mm, probably happy birthday. Can you send me a few? Jesus Christ, this woman. Anyway, podcasting, mom, for God's sakes. Although it's cool, whenever my birthday comes around, she tells me uh, cool stories. And they're just like really small little stories. Where's my ring? Um, about uh, the day I was born. Mm. She'll just tell me this shit. Do you know what time, in the, uh, what time of day you were born? One twenty-one in the morning. Yeah. And then today she, uh, she told me that uh, the same nurse, because these, you know, when Lacey had Alabama, there's like 500 nurses in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back then there was like one. Yeah. And uh, it was the same nurse that did my sister, that, you know, helped deliver Monica. Mm-hmm. So uh, she revealed that to me today. She told me the story about how she was like watching me at like three in the morning in the little thing and nobody else was there, but there was like one nurse. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, were you here three years ago or on August 17th or whatever? She's like, yeah, that would have been me. So just fun little stories. I like that. It's good. I'm a lucky guy. Got a good family. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, 205 Live and NXT. Both pretty solid episode, episodes this week. Yeah, it's weird. I still haven't watched last week's episode of NXT. I watched the very end of the, the tag match. I think that main event of the show. Yeah. Undisputed Era versus, uh, oh, I got my, I don't know. If any of y'all are following me on Instagram I'm at MF Steve here, I got my Shock the System. Uh, I was surprised. It's like super soft. Yeah. It's like good quality. I have to I'm, wash it. I'm once. really disappointed you didn't wear it, though. I was totally going to. It just it's like a little too big. I have to like run it through the wash and I just got it today. So it'd have been a bit goofy. So it's your birthday. Who cares? Be goofy. Uh, yeah, I still have an ego, man. Anyways. <laughs> How about uh, that? Because you're you're gonna do the Saturday show by yourself because once we're done with this, I'm out of here. You're done. You're gone. I'm gone. I might yeah, I'm I'm debating. I might do an impact review live tonight right here on the channel. Oh. From my from uh from my in, home setup. In lieu of the usual Saturday programming? Or in addition to? Probably in addition to. All right. Screw All it, right. why not? All right. People ask me, they ask me about the impact review to bring it back. Uh, impacts, uh, they're, they're trying to dig their way. I think they're successfully digging their way out of that hole they had dug themselves into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I might do that tonight. We'll see. All right. We'll All see. right. Very we'll well. See how I feel. But then I might be out with Lacey also, so it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forget I said that. Not going to happen. NXT 205 Live. Overall, both really good shows, I thought. Some great matches on both. Oh, Super that main event. On both. Hey, that, yeah, both main events. Cedric versus uh, TJP. TJP. Solid stuff. Was Slam Bang. And then uh, the main event on NXT, Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that was Excellent. fantastic. Really good stuff. Very good stuff. Before we get to the details, Super Chat time. First, I am Patty Jack. 
Been thinking about this lately. Where does AJ Styles rank in terms of WWE champions? All time? I mean, his reigns, he's great, but like his reign, his two reigns, I don't feel like has really transcended So, anything. So he's probably upper tier of the middle of the pack. Here's the thing. If he hits a certain milestone... Yeah, uh, if he if he surpasses Brock's milestone of yeah, then it's a different conversation. Then we'll have that conversation. If also I mean, he's almost had it for a year. If they give us an iconic level feud, um, which who knows, maybe Joe AJ could be the beginning of that. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's not though. Yeah, same. Um, Shinsuke, they had an opportunity to have an iconic feud again. Kind of missed. Never it. really had that one match that put everything together. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really. And if they traded that title around, maybe they would have had. Maybe that, because it's all about what happens during the reign as well. Yes. JBL, for example, I don't had think, a super long reign, but I don't think he can go down. Even though, dude, even though he had some fantastic matches, yeah, yeah. like super bloody matches. If AJ uh, had some really, really top level main event level feuds, because that's one thing. Also, the perception of AJ Styles, um, because he's not. He hasn't main evented a cross brand show or a dual brand show or whatever. I think that's hurt that case for a top champion of yes. all time. Even yes. though I'd put him in there with one of the top wrestlers of all time in the WWE. Yes. He needs some iconic feuds and some iconic matches yes. to go along with those. Exactly. Austin Luff, happy birthday, Steve. Thank, Thank you, you for all that you do and for co creating the best damn community in wrestling. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Gustavo Gama, happy birthday, Steve. Larson, give him your shirt. Do you want my shirt? It's got Kota Ibushi on it. Well, no, if I was going to do that, I would have gotten the other shirt. I really should have done that, to be yeah, honest with you. Because they're giving them the dual knees. Yeah. You stand side by side. I could have stand. But then I figure that we're already two linked together. Yeah. We don't really need to be twinning also. Much. Joe Juarez, happy birthday. One day closer to old bastard status. I One day I'm closer. Kind of already there, to be there. honest with you. Max Johnson, hey, friend of Sarah's anxious at StarCast. I was too high, so here's some money. Wait, what? Max he Johnson. Was, was he high? Did he say he was too high? Yeah. At StarCast, when he met us, he was high. That's cool. The evil octopus Lake Locke. Happy birthday, Steve. And super sad rest in power, Burt Reynolds. Man, that's, yeah, power figure. Smokey, he was the bandit, right? Yeah. And then uh, he was Cannonball Run. Well, he was in Cannonball Run, yes. Yeah. He was... uh, He was also a collegiate football star at Florida State. He also posed in Playgirl. Correct. No dingus, though. No. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, he married the iconic... Lonnie Anderson. And they weren't married anymore, I don't think. No. She's still around? She's still alive? That I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Ambulances in the ocean says, Happy birthday, Steve. Hope the celebration is real. Real. Tommy Cat, even though I'm not supporting WWE currently, I am paying my Patreon dues. Rip Jack Horner. <laughs> come, on, <laughs> come on the titty. Come on the titty. Not the face. This is the NXT show. Who cares yeah, no. Jason that. Jimerson, happy birthday, Steve. Here's a 10 spot. Have fun with it. Also, did you see the new YouTube video on Shibata teaching at the LA no, Dojo? No, but I saw, I, I, I saw that it's available, and That's I want cool. to check it out. Yes. Josh Little, happy birthday, Steve. Thank you very much, Josh Little. I appreciate that. Is Josh Little the one that gave us these? I believe so, yeah. Wait, we made a new Four Horsemen of Wrestling. It's there's Roman, only three of them, though. Luger, and Sting. The problem, there's only three. Mystery partner. A mystery member, but he's perpetually a mystery. Could just grab one of the other. No, there's always a mystery. I like that. It's a four-man faction. RoboCop. You never know. RoboCop. Anyways, let's talk about some 205 Live and XT. 205 Live kicked off with uh, a match 
in the ongoing feud between Lucha House Party and the Body Guys. Yeah. One-on-one match between Grand Metalik Your uh, new road wife. I, I was so tickled by that answer yesterday because you you were like you did me a solid by having Becky Lynch be my road wife. Yeah. And then I stuck you with After Grand. you asked. Pleaded. Can you give me a female competitor because I want like a female work wife because it's always a plutonic friendship with, you know, with a, a woman is a fantastic thing. It's so much fun. And then I give you Grand Metalik, a guy who probably there will be a language barrier there. Maybe. But culturally, you might learn a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. It, 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 I mean, I, I learned Spanish and that's always a good what thing. What if he insists on listening to uh, uh, Spanish language uh, not music like talk radio. Again, it would, I would have to pick up the language yeah, so I can like understand Spanish it. Spanish yeah. language sports radio. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty easy going, man. Oh man, that'd be great. I know too much though. I can always put in my headphones and and, and listen to my. I own feel like you're a radio. ticking time bomb. I feel like you just let everything sort of go, and then one day it'll be just a massacre live here on Going and Wrong. Maybe our views will go I mean, up. You if say that apparently happens. almost. I, I wanted to kill uh, Hilton one time. Oh, so. you were on the verge. So maybe it's within me. I don't know. Anyways, before this match got started, this is a backstage interview with Tony Nese, or supposed to be. Um, and he says, I'm getting ready for a match. I have no time to talk. So he just stood there. Um, <laughs> Buddy Murphy did the interview. Yeah. Yeah. He just stood there. He says, I have a match in 30 seconds. And just stood there for about 65 or 70. Yeah. Anyways, Buddy Murphy did the talk and says, I have a match against Cedric Alexander in his uh, hometown of Melbourne, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to win. He says, it's not going to be like last time we had a match. I'm going to win this time. These guys have fought, have been fighting Lucha House Party seemingly since like the late 1800s. I this know. has gone on so long. It's been a long feud. It's been, it's been cool, it's though. Been good, like, yeah. What else do you want? They're like really good matches. Because next week we're getting uh, Grand Metalik against uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. Like, they haven't fought 15 times. Oh, wait, no, that was against Lince Dorado and Kalisto. I don't yeah. care. No, I can, I can watch Lucha House Party all day long. I can watch the Body Guys Heck all yeah. day long. This match was spectacular. I'm just saying, they've been doing this a lot. Um, Tony Nese hit a 450. I don't know if you've seen him do that before on television. Oh, and yeah. Grand Metalik, he kicked out of it. Yeah. Uh, Grand Metalik hit his finisher, what we thought was his finisher, the Metalik driver. Guess what? Tony Nese, he kicked out of it. Is that usually his finisher? That's what he uses, his finisher in uh, the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, okay. So, yeah, things kicked up a notch because yeah. I, I wasn't exactly sure. I was like, these days, you know, a flipping driver that'll kill one guy can be used on another guy by a different guy. And then he barely just... gets a t- one count. <laughs> right. Anyways, the uh, finish saw Grand Metalik hit a, a Frankensteiner mm-hmm. while uh, Tony Nese is kind of like crossed on the top rope. Hits a top rope elbow for the win. Mm-hmm. Great match. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. You know, they've been doing a really good job, specifically with this feud. These matches almost always, with the exception of that tornado tag match, almost always kick off 205 Live. I know. And the crowd is always like, <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, yeah. It really, that's, that's perfect. It's, it's, it's a good that template or, to get the crowd into the show. Yeah. Uh, after that, Drake Maverick was backstage. Uh, Mustafa Ali approaches. And says, man, I'm bummed out you're not still wearing your Authors of Pain kitty costume. And he said, what I do on my Monday nights is up to me. Or is none, none of your, your business. None of your business. What well, is my business is my show, 205 Live. He's like, why are you back here? Because last week he came out to keep Hideo Hitami from look like essentially sending someone to the hospital. Now I understand why they uh, do recaps. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I didn't watch last week's stuff. Because I didn't we were traveling. Yeah, we were traveling. Did you watch NXT one last week, though? Yeah, I watched NXT, though. Yeah, I got to check that out. Um, and so Drake Maverick says... Um, until, you know, I'm sufficiently satisfied that you're medically cleared, 
you can't come on the show anymore. You Mustafa can't be Ali on the is, show anymore. Mustafa Ali's like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm totally cool, Drake Maverick. And nonetheless, Drake says, no, get out of here. Uh, oh, everybody in Discord is wishing me a happy birthday. Thank you very much. Flame Splitter wants to know, when does 2K19 come When does 2K19 come out? Uh, early October, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um, after that, Noam Dar had a match against Brian Kelly before things got started. Man of the hour. I came, I came to, to collect. Came to collect. Leo I Rush came to collect. walks down the ringside, joined the commentary team. He's got a great looking suit on. No, no shirt. shirt. Yeah. Haircut. Fresh haircut. Fresh haircut. That's what you really need is yeah. the fresh haircut. I got to um, get that soon. And he was on commentary for this match, and it was great. At one point, he said, somebody get me a, a smoothie. <laughs> and he laughed to himself because he thought it was funny. Okay, so did you see, you know, that's that's a new thing now. Did you see the genesis of that? No. There is a promo, uh, a Twitter video. Uh, where one of the dudes in developmental who I think was a gymnast of some sort. All right. Um, Leo Rush said that he looked like, uh, you remember Justin Guarini? Yeah. Okay. Leo Rush made that reference. That's pretty good. He said, you look like that guy from American Idol or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was on American Idol the first season. Yeah. Uh, and the guy kind of laughs it off. And Leo Rush says, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, no. Can you do me a big favor? And he's like, what? And he's like, go get me a smoothie. And the guy's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. And he starts to walk away and he's like, wait, 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 okay. okay. Strawberry banana. <laughs> oh, okay. He said, I'm, I'm going to get me a smoothie. Yeah. I'm getting thirsty answering all these questions. Yeah. Strawberry mango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his new thing is go get me a smoothie. That's pretty funny. It's great. Leo Rush is amazing. <laughs> he makes every, did you, I, li I literally, and here's the thing. I love Noam Dar. I think he's great. Yeah. And on top of that, it was that jobber guy again. Yeah, Brian Kelly. Yeah, it was him. Maybe he's part of the roster now. I don't know. Um, but my, I had a smile a mile wide. Like yesterday was my birthday when his music hit and he comes out. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for Leo Rush. He said, I like the pinkies. <laughs> I like that he does the pinkies. I think the great. Wow, Noam Dar. And, of course, Noam Dar, understanding that Leo Rush was out there to, you know, scout or intimidate or yeah, both. Kind of put on a little bit uh, more of a show. Mm -hmm. Did a, He uh, evaded a couple of Brian Kelly's maneuvers. Make Brian Kelly, Kelly look kind of silly. Oh, that was fun because I didn't notice him doing that in his previous matches no, no, against no, no, uh, What's-His-Face. No, no, he hadn't. TJ. Was it TJP? Yeah. Yeah, TJP. So, again, this is sort of something, you know, that he's busting out. Maybe he was doing it. one Yeah, maybe he was doing it back in, you know, wherever he was wrestling in the U.K. I don't know. But uh, it's it's fun to watch that. So people like that kind of stuff, that Matrixy kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah. So no, Penelope, Penelope Ford is doing that stuff at I all. Oh man, she was doing oh, she's crazy spectacular. stuff. Yeah, man. That stunner. Woo. Yeah. Cut or whatever you want to call it. Um, oh, it was a stunner. Uh, Noam Dar picked up the win with his finisher. Uh, Leo Rush got on top of the announce table, stared down between the two, getting that match in the near future, and that should be really good. <sighs> that should be. Give me a whole bunch of those matches, but give yeah. Noam Dar at least one of those wins. I think it's going to be a while before Leo Rush picks up a loss, man. Game to collect. Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of the pinkies. I think the great. They're wow. Noam Dar. You look at you. You're great. Great. You're great. Uh, next, Cedric Alexander ran to Drake Maverick backstage. Drake says, uh, uh, this is normal. Drake was in kind of a pissy mood, wasn't he? Yeah, it? I guess maybe he's upset about all the, the heat he was getting for his AOP outfit. <laughs> um <laughs> He goes to Cedric and says, this is not normally how I like to do conduct business here on 205 Live. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, as long as this doesn't get out of hand, have at it. But if things do get out of hand, then I have to intervene. Yeah. Which I wasn't really sure it was going to happen until Cedric comes out. 
drops a promo, says, I'm gonna keep this short and sweet. Drew Gulak, get out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So get out here. You want you want uh, you want to finish what we started in Brooklyn? Let's do it. Let's and throw it down. But Drew Gulak did not show up. No. Instead, it was the very first cruiserweight champion of this modern era, TJP. Yeah. He comes out and he says, I'm tired of waiting. I don't need anybody to call me out. I'm just going to come out of here. I don't need a title opportunity. I just want to fight. Yeah, when I beat you, then I can get to the, you know, jump the line. Yeah. Next in line for a title shot. Yeah. And uh, Cedric said, all right. Drake Maverick said, all right. Match happened. This was a high-quality match, Heck man. Yeah, man. This was so good. Uh, basically, TJP, it was it was kind of interesting because commentary especially was pushing the idea that, uh, uh, what's-his-face, uh, the Australian, uh, Buddy Murphy, he's got a super showdown title match against Cedric Alexander coming up. And uh, Nigel month, McGinnis yeah. was selling, hey, this dude, he needs to be keeping an eye out for that because yeah, this yeah. wasn't a title match. No. He says that's the match he needs to keep an eye on. And TJP was working over that left shoulder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that could perhaps hinder his title uh, defense coming yeah. up at Super Showdown. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Cedric Alexander, champion that he is, gave it all he had uh, and was throwing out some really cool stuff. Yeah, he did that uh, lung blower. It was like a reverse, an inverted lung blower. Well, he had him up and he had a TJP up in like a suplex is it still position. A, yeah. And the lung blower. No, that's, the, that's where he hits person in the ribcage. What's the one that he does then? The lumbar check? Oh, the lumbar check, yeah. Yeah, it's a backbreaker yeah. or a, a backstabber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the yeah. same thing to the back. Yeah, that's no, good this stuff. Is the lung blower, but from like suplex position. Yeah. The lung blower is pretty cool. And TJP was busting all sorts of crazy submission moves yeah. too. A lot of good transitions or moves to moves, reversals. Mm-hmm. It's all really good stuff. Yeah. At one point, fantastic. TJP had Cedric in the, the knee bar. Cedric gets to the ropes. Um, TJP goes for a detonation kick. Cedric gets out of it, transitions right into a lumbar check, mm-hmm. picks up the win. It Ooh, was great. It was great. a beautiful one, too. I know, because he didn't do the usual side suplex thing right going back. He almost had like a half Nelson. Yeah. And then threw him up, lumbar check. What do you prefer? When the opponent bounces off the lumbar check or when they just die? When they just turn into a sack of potatoes? I kind of prefer the sack of potatoes. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny when they, the they, bounces they is, bounce. Is, especially is, if they can kind of do a couple rotations in midair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is really good. The bouncing, the bounce looks like more fun. It looks like more fun, but it doesn't look as devastating. I mean, when you look like you just broke a dude's back, yeah, like legitimately, yeah, there's something very visceral about that. Who's it? Arya Davari did one that looked like he just landed like a a, a, a a brick. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he just took it and just. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Uh, Anyways, after the match, Drew Gulak comes out to the ramp, drops a promo, and says, "Yeah, let's just finish this." Let's throw it down. He said, I have my simple tights on, my reliable boots. Yeah. I want to fight now. So uh, Cedric was like, yeah, come on. Bring come on it. down. I'll Instead, do he gets jumped by Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Gulak gets the ring, puts Cedric in the Gulak. Mm-hmm. And that's how we end the show. So when is this match going to happen? Because Buddy one? Murphy has Drew versus Cedric Alexander. Oh, I don't know. Because they got already Buddy Murphy lined up. Yeah. I like that, though. I mean, I like the, here. This is why I came to feel. It's funny. You were saying that why should Drew Gulak get another title shot? Because he lost his first one. Yeah, he didn't lose his first initiative. one. Initiative. He's nobody. Just, I don't see anybody else taking the initiative that Drew Gulak is. TJP just came out and, and said. And he lost. Yeah, yeah, and he lost. And that's, and Drew Gulak will probably lose yeah. too. No, that's the kind of initiative I'm talking about, though. You know, you go out there and get it. That's what Drew Gulak's doing. Nobody else is getting going out there and get it. TJP did, and he went out there, did what he could. If he would have won, he'd have been in line. Yeah, but he didn't. 
What I do on Monday nights is my own business. It you is. look ridiculous, Drake. Back of the line with you. Yep. But I'm champion. Oh, no, Mustafa Ali said that. Sorry. Yeah, funny, do you think that. that's why Drake Maverick said, do you think he was kind of burned by that burn? Maybe. He, he sidelined him out of spite. <laughs> yeah, just in the moment. He was so. like ready to say, hey, come on back. We're going to start seeing heel Drake now on 205 Live since he's going to be manager and for a heel tag it's team. It's just out of be, yeah, because he looks so ridiculous. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Is, are we ever going to see him in that Authors of Pain gear again? I certainly hope not. I hope not. But I expect it next week. Or maybe I hope so. Really? Oh, you think that's going to happen again? No. Especially if it's Vince's idea. No, he'll be in his... Oh, shit. Vince might find it hilarious. Ah, ha, ha. Well, he looks like a little kid. A little author of pain costume kid. Let's, get, let's, let's make some authors of pain Halloween costumes this year. And make him wear them. Wow. If Vince finds it funny, then it's going to be on TV. Yep. A lot. A lot. Next on to NXT, another solid episode. Show kicked off with, oh, no, Cassius oh, Ono no. versus The Finest. When in the fuck is Cassius Ono going to Maine, man? When is that shit happening? At least now he's a heel-ish yeah, kind of guy. He's frustrated because he's not getting a good competition. Well, yeah, man. He's been, he, his, he's, his thing is, when I came here, I had buzz. I made waves. And then the next guy came in, and, and 20 guys guy, later, guy, I'm still here. Guy, yes. And nobody talks about me anymore. Yeah. And I'm with him, man. Just send him up to damn Main Road. The dude has paid his dues since, like, we were in college, which, yeah. as you know how old I am now, Long you know when that was. Ago. Let him go to the flippin' Main Road. Yeah, that'd be great. Come on. Um, he dispatched of Kona Reeves pretty quickly because oh, yeah. it's Kona Reeves. Um, he reversed a Hawaiian drop into a roaring elbow. Mm-hmm. Looks like a darn near knocked out Kona Reeves. He picked up the win. I loved his uh, Cassius Ono's trash talk during this. Yeah. You're not the finest. You think you're the finest. He just kept on yelling at him that he wasn't the finest. Because it's true, he's not the finest. No. Cassius Ono is the finest, and he should be joining the Kings of Wrestling. Yes. Or he should be joining Thebar, and they redubbed themselves the King. There's a great three-man faction. Yep. I would be totally behind that. That'd be great. Next, debut the, of the yeah. Forgotten Sons on at least in ring, yeah. <laughs> versus Street Profits. Uh, what do you think of Forgotten Sons? They look like three. Like I know who they all are, but they look like three Eric Youngs from Sanity. They kind of do. That's what their branding. Steve, just seems Steve to be Cutler's like. vest looked a little looked a little like a size too large. <laughs> That's what I noticed. That's, I was not even going to bring that up, but now that you mention it, it did stick out. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was like new. Yeah. So there was no, it wasn't no like give worn. to it. There's yeah. No yeah. And it was about a size too large, it seemed like. But they've been on the, the, it was hanging over his shoulders a lot. They were on the, uh, the Florida loop for yeah. like a long time. Yeah, I've been think, working together for a long time. Yeah. Maybe they got brand new stuff for their <laughs> TV debut. <laughs> that could be. That's probably, yeah, that's probably why. But I don't know what, like, what, what their whole thing is like why are they the forgotten sons just because they weren't on tv well one of the, the main dude no all this is magnus gunner yeah he's gunner gunner yeah i and always TNA, got yeah. confused between gunner and magnus what was his name uh something Riker? jackson jackson Riker. commander jackson Riker. yeah so he <laughs> he yeah he's gunner yeah right or he was he was and Steve Cutler used to wear a denim vest. Now he wears oversized vest. 
And Wesley Blake was a former tag team champion with Buddy Murphy. Yes. And back then, I couldn't tell the two of them apart. Now, now I you can. can. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So I guess two of them are forgotten because they were cast-offs mm-hmm. in the system. Yeah. The other dude was hot shit in TNA, I think. Oh, well, you're the TNA guy. Well, I don't go back that far. I don't go back a year. Um, and uh, and now he's forgot. So their gimmick kind of feels like uh, they're like war vets. Yeah, I gathered that. Like they're from Afghanistan. Like typically in this situation, it'd be Vietnam. Yeah. But these days, whenever it's in pop culture, if you're it's, if you, it's Iraq or if Afghanistan, you're, in Nam, yeah. you're like in your sixties. Yeah. So it's Iraq. Or and they're named after a CCR song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Which is like the most used war song there is. Yeah. For Nam, anyways. Yeah, I don't really know, man. I don't really know. Yeah, they, I, I need to know what they're. Like there their are, mission statement. That's there what are I need. several people within. I don't think I. So I don't think their gimmick is like war vets. I don't think that's what their gimmick is. It just feels like at it. least two of them had marine logos on their their are gear though. Yeah, you know that's that's a pet peeve of mine. When people use military insignia for fashion statements, I can't stand that. Like that that that, that belongs to people who have actually done shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I, I think Steve Cutler might have had some military. Oh, experience. It, if he has, that's totally cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. totally cool. I'm just saying, like, apart from that, maybe, hey, maybe, he, maybe you know, whatever. But, you know, because I've seen that before. Yeah. Like, sometimes rock stars or music stars or whatever, they'll have, like, military insignia on them. Like, oh, uh, Gunner was in the uh, Marine Corps, too. Really? Okay. Yeah. What about the, the Buddy Murphy guy? You mean Wesley Blake? The not Buddy Murphy guy. What did he, was he in, like, the, is he from Australia, too? No, no, he's from Texas. Where is he from? I mean, what did he do? Uh, I don't think he has any military experience. Well, he can't wear that shit then. I don't think he was. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just Steve Cutler and uh, Gunner. Well, that's cool. I'm not sure what Buddy Murphy has. Like, I'm not sure how he can claim to be a forgotten son then. Well, I guess because in the of context the... of NXT, he could. Yeah, I guess so. Those are two completely different things, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Vietnam vets. Back there, it's like three Rambos, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that yeah has potential at least. Yeah, sure. They see, they look cool, which is more than I can say for anybody else in the tag division beyond the War Machine and uh, the other the dudes we like, Undisputed Era. Dudes we like, <laughs> Street Profits, uh, the Mighty. <laughs> I just like the Mighty coming out. <laughs> Dude, why is it every week? It like, are they taking it as a challenge? To make them look stupider and goofier Seems every week. Like These guys were ballers hand. in Noah. I know. They had that amazing documentary. Their first run in NXT was really good until yeah. uh, Shane Thorne got hurt. Yeah. And they, when they were coming back, they had that, uh, that cool uh, little documentary series about them. That, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's all I got to say. Now they're coming out with like ski masks. And and then like stealing stealing Montez Ford's cup, <laughs> like what? What kind of weird plan? That's such a that, that's a rocky. It worked though. That's a Rocky Bullwinkle plot. It really is, but it worked because <laughs> it distracted Montez Ford, and then he ate a clothesline on the outside from uh, Gunner, which yeah, allowed the Forgotten Sons to get the pin on Montez Ford after their finisher. That clothesline was no joke. Street Profits, they're fun though. Like oh, heck yeah. when they do all the, the like Montez doing all that flippy stuff, it kills my knees to watch it. Oh, I know. But you know he's so thin and you know tiny that I doubt it really hurts him. It was like that time Ricochet did that shit. It's like oh god, <laughs> knees explode. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, we are old men now. <laughs> That's true. Now we're both officially an old men club. Yeah. So anyways, Forgotten Sons pick up a win, their debut. Another loss for Street Profits. Mm-hmm. I guess they feel a need to continue this feud against the Mighty. Yeah, I wonder, are the Forgotten... So the Forgotten Sons, I, I'm predicting... I haven't looked at the spoilers, if they've had another match since then on TV for TV tapings. But I'm assuming they're going to be fighting like a jobber next. Mm-hmm. Jobber squad mm-hmm. next. Yeah, a couple squash matches. A couple squash matches, and then they'll get into something with... Something meaty. Heavy machinery, maybe? Yeah. That's a perfect segue to the next segment, which saw Heavy Machinery sitting in William Regal's office. He was questioning them yeah. about what they saw the night Alistair Black was attacked, and uh, Otis was convinced that Regal was in there interrogating him because he broke the toilet, and he confessed to that, saying essentially that he pooped so much that he broke the toilet. This was all highly amusing. It was. I'm, look, I'm, I will call it like I see it. You guys know I'm not huge on the Heavy Machinery. However, also understand... I get com. I, I I'll I'll take comedy. I'll point it out when I see it. This was comedy. This was actually really really good. I thought it was great. Heavy machinery is so cheesy, but this was pretty funny. So uh, yeah, they uh, what's his face um, Tucker, uh, sort of playing the straight guy here, told Regal, look, all we saw was Champa in the area, and beyond that, everything you saw in the video is what we saw as well. So one finger pointing towards Champa, yes, as well. Yeah, during this whole show, we had, uh, uh, as you mentioned, a finger pointed towards Champa, mm-hmm. and then later Lars Sullivan mm-hmm. would say, "Undisputed Era." Yes, yeah. Um, next, we had a brief uh, segment backstage: Ricochet and Pete Dunne arguing with each other following their loss last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is setting up for a pretty uh, cool match: Ricochet versus Pete Dunne, champion versus champion, happened in two weeks. That is awesome. I have read the spoilers, and I'm just going to... It's not as awesome as I'd like it to be, but it's a really cool idea. Yeah. So I like this segment, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ricochet Ricochet seems like too nice of a guy. Just when, whenever, whenever... So Ricochet can do... I've figured this out. Ricochet's promos. He can do uh, confident. Yeah. He can do... Um, Sort of, you know, babyface, happy in the ring kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, ambitious guy. You can do a, 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 you can do a little bit of trash talk too. Threatening is not his forte. Yeah, threatening is definitely not his forte. Pete Dunne, no matter what he says, it's how he says it, it's threatening. It's yeah. threatening. I'll break your fingers, mate. You want me to break your fingers, trying to reach my goal, mate? Uh, and then Ricochet's trying to come back at him, but it's just I'm just terrified of Pete Dunne. So uh, yeah, no, that that should be. Regardless of the outcome, that should be a fantastic yes. match. It should be a really good match. Yes. After that, we had Kyrie Sane versus somebody named Trish Adora. Um, let me ask you something. Kayfabe, how is it that Trish Adora, somebody we've never seen before, she gets a fight with the champion? I don't know, honestly. I've never understood. Because there's been times, that doesn't happen so much recently, but back in like the 90s, especially remember, uh, like, during HBK's very first title run. Champions would get squash matches all the yeah, time. Yeah, on Raw. Yeah. They'd have HBK versus the Jobber. Yeah. It happens all. It used to happen all the time. We just don't yeah. see it as much anymore on the main roster. Yeah. I mean, is everybody so protected that the, they got to bring a Jobber in? I mean, good for Trish, though. Yeah. Good for Trish. She looked great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she held her own. I mean, in terms of being able to wrestle in the yeah. ring. Yeah. But Kyrie Sane pretty much dominated this. Oh, yeah. 
She won with the insane elbow, which brought Shayna Baszler out. Yeah. Baszler. Baszler. She dropped the promo for a little bit. Oh, you see that Bad Religion shirt? Yeah. The sleeves cut off? Yeah. She is badass, dude. Yeah. That is cool. I wonder mm-hmm. if she listens to Bad Religion. You would think so. You would think she so if she's shirt wearing on. the shirt. Yeah. I mean, I mean you like the Young Bucks, right? It's a cool looking shirt, though. You like the Young Bucks, right? Is that the shirt that I want? Yeah. Who's that? Young Bucks. Super kick party. I've never heard of that. All right. To be honest with you. I like the color scheme, though. Yeah. Purple. You really like purple, though. And then, yeah, but it's, but up against a yellow trim. Hmm. It's pretty good. Zach Stolpe got me this shirt. Yeah, it's a great shirt. So I wore it. It's a good fit, too. Yeah. I got to put on, wear my Okada shirt that he gave me. Thank you, Zach Stolpe, for the gifts. Um, anyways, uh, Shane Baszler drops a promo, talks trash, gets the ring. First, lays out Kyrie Sane. Oh, yeah. But then Kyrie responds with a flurry of strikes. And then uh, sends Baszler out of the ring with a spear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Next, Tommaso Ciampa promo. Um, he says, I'm not going to do a promo in front of the audience because I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Point. Although he started. To, okay, so what was the thing where he said, there's a couple of you out there who basically understand. Is he coming around? To Are they going to do like a full double turn? Oh, I don't know. That would be a bad idea. It would be. That Especially would be a with really the bad story idea. storyline they're doing with Gargano right now. People turn on him so fast. Because he's kind of nerdy. I think that's... I've been trying to figure this out, dude. I've been trying to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, he is a little nerdy. Why, do, why is it you think... Let me ask you. Why is it you think... Because when people really want to like a guy, it takes a long time for them to turn. Just look yeah. at Becky Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Right? Nobody's going to turn on her. Mm-hmm. Why are people turning on Gargano? Because he's violating his own principles to get what he thinks is most important. That's what they want. That's what they want you to do. That's not going to be. That's not why, though. If they liked him, if they thought he was cool, they wouldn't turn on him for violating his own principles. Well, that's storyline what they want you to boo him for. But nobody would boo anybody for violating their own principles. If they're getting wrapped up in the performance, they would. They they turn on him so quick. Yeah. It's, one it's one because, parent shot. Because Velveteen Dream has had a nice little clever thing. <laughs> Johnny Failure. And came out with a t-shirt on it. It wasn't until he lost the match by violating his own principles. Yeah, but here's the thing. Velveteen Dream is supremely over for many reasons, but yeah. one of which is he's just so cool. Yeah, he is. Alistair Black as, is, is supremely cool. Maybe the coolest guy in the roster. And as soon as Gargano, with one errant kick or whatever it was, Lost Alistair Black that title. That crowd turned on Johnny and never looked back. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody was actually cheering him in that Champa match. Oh, yeah, there's people cheering him. Oh, man. They turn on people him cheering him last and cheering him on last night. Not really. Yeah, there was. During the match, at the end, no. I don't know, man. That was like 95% Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah, he's super over. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm legitimately curious about that because I think that with so many other people, they wouldn't, but yeah, I, maybe. but with Johnny Gargano, I just feel like there's, he's number one. He's probably one of the top five wrestlers in the entire roster. So oh, yeah. he'll probably always be okay. Yeah. But he does have a very nerdy thing going for him. Yeah, he does. And I think that doesn't, I think that's, that makes people like deep down, maybe like, man, I'll turn on this guy in a second. I don't know. Could be. It's working for the story, though. The crowd kind of turning on a little bit. Okay, so... It's going to force Eventually, him. eventually, he'll have his redemption when he comes back to being Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if the pop he gets... Because he'll get a pop. Yeah, yeah. 
if that's going to be a true one or not. I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about him that's just a little bit annoying. Like he's a pesky 10-year-old. All right. Just kind of curious about that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, great promo from... Because, man, that whole crowd was chanting Johnny Failure at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa. He's great. Yeah, yeah. He he's cool as shit. People, are, people already want to freaking cheer that guy. Heck, yeah. Next, Lars Sullivan Regal's office touched on a bit earlier, and he said if I was the one that laid out Aleister Black, I'd have been standing over him um, so you know exactly who it was. Lars Sullivan was wearing the most... And I know he's worn this before and other stuff. It's the brightest green I've ever seen. Like, it's a different, like, this is, I didn't even know this, this shade of green was possible to achieve. Mm -hmm. It's like the scientists who made, like, the blackest black material that, like, literally absorbs, absorbs light. all light, yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't seem natural. No. That's got to mean that alien technology exists, right? That's got to be, like, alien technology. That can't be I mean, man. Didn't human invent it? Well, yeah, but using what? His Probably wits. alien technology. Ingenuity. Hmm. Telling you, Harry Reid has the answers, dude. All right. Anyways, yeah, and he Should had get him his, on Truth Exposed whenever we do it. Yes. And he had on his uh, little green. I mean, so his red chonies too. Yeah. But I love his character. His character is so good. It's so soft spoken. It's so antithetical to the monster, and that's what's brilliant about it, Mister mm -hmm. Regal. I'll tell you right now, I had nothing to do with this. Yes, I went out there looking for Alistair Black, but if I was going to attack him. He would have been out a lot longer than he was. Yeah. And I would have done it in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. And that leads to our main event, Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano. Fantastic match. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic match. Um, they played up a bit of uh, Gargano's knee injury because he was doing trying to do a sunset flip powerbomb to the outside on Velveteen Dream. He tweaked his knee kind of later on the match. Um, uh, Right after that, Dream hits his twisting DDT. Gargano kicks out. Dream goes for a purple Rainmaker on the apron. Like mm -hmm. he did the last takeover against EC3. Misses. 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 Uh, Gargano hits the suicide dive. Puts Dream and the Gargano escape on the outside. Um, right as it gets to about six or seven, it's like Johnny realizes, oh, I'm just punishing Velveteen Dream. I'm trying to destroy him rather than win the match. Mm -hmm. That's not what I want to do. He rolls back in the ring. For a second, he, he comes to his senses. Um, Dream gets back in there. Um, Gargano goes for a draping DT off the apron, but again, he can't do it. And yeah, he goes okay. To a little, he goes to a kid who's a fan of his ringside and, and goes up to him more or less says, I'm sorry. Okay, so... So there's a battle within Johnny to be a jerk or to be Johnny Wrestling. I think that's why people are so willing to turn on him. Because when he was about to do that draping DDT onto the floor, I look back at the crowd... All the adults were chanting for him to do it. Mm -hmm. They like violence. Yeah, I know. And I think that's why. I think, oh, I'm torn. I don't want to be violent. I want to be a good wrestling guy. I think people are just put off by that. I kind of maybe that's it. I don't know because when he was a good wrestling guy before, they were they loved him. Yeah, because he's a really good wrestler. But they also like violence. That's above all. Wrestling fans like to see violence and destruction. Yeah. Like I think a lot of these people want him just to turn to the dark side, but still be like good guy. Because those are the best characters. Like, look yeah, at Daniel Bryan. He can be super violent. Yeah, I know. He but doesn't have to worry about, that's like... That's the story they're telling. I know, but I think that's why people are kind of... Like, that's why I'm kind of, like, not really buying it. Because mm. it's kind of a bunch of BS, mm -hmm. you know? I'm just trying to keep it real, man. No, I'm, not, I'm not that. trying to buy into what they're doing. You know, I'm not going to... 
if it's a cool story and I'm into it, I'll be into it. But if they're just going to give me, oh, this prefab, like, oh, he's he's fighting his inner demons. And it's, like, so not subtle. It kind of lost me a little bit. All right. But then here's the thing. I'll watch the matches, like, freaking, mm, like it's Christmas morning because the yeah. matches are great. That's yeah, all great. I care about. Yeah. But it's fun to talk about the stories because I do think this one's a bit heavy. You know? Yeah, it was a little bit heavy on it. It's a bit heavy-handed. Um, so, uh, Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano get back in the ring. Um. Johnny pulls down his knee pad like he's going to destroy Velveteen Dream's face with his this knee. This was great. This was a fan. This finish was fantastic. Yeah, it was because great. Because he does that, and Velveteen Dream starts yelling at him, Johnny, failure, Johnny, failure, come on and do it. Yeah. And Johnny goes for it. Yeah. Velveteen Dream lifts him up. Dream Valley Driver, one, two, three. Johnny yeah, Gargano cool. loses. Pretty cool. And the entire scene, and Velveteen Dream has a big old smile on his face. Oh, it was a beautiful finish. Again, the mat, like this, could have been the next takeover match. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was really like good. it, it really could have been. Quality. It yeah. really was. Yeah. And what they're doing right now is the 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 the, the it's, it's symmetrical storytelling. When DIY broke up and Johnny came back, he kept on getting distracted and it caused them to lose. It was the ghost of DIY that was hovering over him at all times, so he couldn't really conquer that until he beat Champa. Done. But now he's so uh, tore up inside. He's got a, a battle within him for the soul of Johnny Gargano that now that's serving as a distraction. He can't win until he you know, rids himself of that inner tension. So that's the story now. Yeah, it's kind of obvious, though. It was um, obvious the first time around. What do you mean? Where? Well, where? like when Zelina Vega was throwing a DIY Yeah, no, I shirt. like that. I like that, though, because we didn't see where it was going exactly, yeah. you know? It's mm-hmm. like back then it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I wonder where they're going to take this because it, was, it wasn't it was so obvious, you know? This is just like way too obvious. I don't know. I guess that's what it is. It's just like way too obvious. Oh, might be a twist and turn. Never know. Anyways, I'm going to answer some questions. I think it just like I think there's like other I think if they just made it I wonder if it's just if it's too symmetrical you know what I mean mm-hmm. like they got the details down and it's great it's fantastic it really is because like the details are the thing but when you can kind of tell it when when you're when they're telegraphing the story beats to this degree you know it's just a, it's just a simple you know sort of redemption tale yeah you know and they're just really telegraphing it. And I don't think he's the guy to be doing that with. So, I don't uh, know. Let's wait to see how it plays out. Uh, Tim Spulock says, have you used any of the stuff I got you? I have uh, the summer sausage and the salad dressing in my refrigerator. Currently, when I return from my weekend trip, I plan to give it a try. The bottle opener is over there. Yeah. And then I forget what else he got. The cups. The cups are at my house, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can keep those. Leo Gonzalez, three. I'm taking my $20 pledge argument with wife to court. Oh, shit. This doesn't need to go to court. Dude, no, man. Don't let it go there. Don't let it go there. Kyle Young says, finger kiss like guy in the pizza box. Chef's kiss. Is that exclusively on For a uh, great podcast. On a guy on pizza box? I don't I think it's exclusive. Just chefs, don't chefs just do that it's all the time? Kiss. It's like when they create a new masterpiece and go. Exactly. But yeah, I guess it is used on pizza boxes. It is. Mario Cisternas, hey, friendos, considering Ty Dillinger 10. 10. Has been uh, resorted to just having backstage segments 
Name five other superstars, teams, or factions who you feel are currently underutilized in the WWE power rank, Larson. One, Undisputed Era. They should have all the belts. Wow, you actually think the Undisputed Era are underutilized? They weren't on TV this week. Man, I like where you're going with that. Why aren't they on TV every single week? I know. And why is it Adam Cole doesn't have Universal Gold already? I know. What, he can't do double duty? No, I know. More like under, underutilized era right now. <laughs> and that's undisputed. Uh, what did I do there? Did I, oh, yeah. I do, I can, I, it's muscle memory now. I can do it right. Uh, Nakamura, kind of. He's been on TV in a couple weeks. He has not been on TV, man. Um, oh, Oscar, Oscar, she's totally underutilized. Yeah, big time. Pretty much any- huge. Oh, number one, number one, Bobby Roode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Travis Dayton just reminded me that I have to do a vlog tonight. I have to cut that vlog. Well, you got a busy night ahead of yourself. Seems like it, and it's my birthday. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. Yeah, I might uh, just do a regular episode tomorrow and have a vlog go up this weekend. Horton, here's a new writer. How great would it be if Otis turns out to be Alistair Black's attacker and yells, "It was me, Allie. It was me all along. <laughs> it was me, Allie. Allie. Allie." Uh, Colt Cabana finds it expensive and kind of fucked up. Book Gribby joining Undisputed Era. Okay, well, oh. open on open scene. Okay, all right. We're in Gribby's backyard, aka the Thunderdome, the Gribby Zone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Undisputed Era. Nobody knows what we're talking about except for like the thirty people. So this is okay, here's the thing. This is why you guys need to be watching. You need to be on the Patreon, patreoncom forward slash Stephen Larson. Just kick in $5 a month. I'll take. That's a great deal. Yeah. And every day, Monday through Friday, you get, not only do you get going in raw ad free. Um, so if you're sitting around on YouTube, we got you, ads playing every two minutes. Don't worry about YouTube red. Don't worry about premium, whatever it's called. That's $10 a month. Uh-uh. We got you for $1 a month. You can watch it ad free uh, Monday through Friday and probably the weekend shows. Number two. Okay. Number two. Uh, every Tuesday. Used to be Lex Luger Tuesdays. Now it's Gribby Tuesdays. So there's a backyard wrestler named Gribby who uh, we watch his videos. We live react to them and everybody gets to chip in and see where this exciting story is going on. They have uh, an old uh, weathered German shepherd as their referee, Mm -hmm. seemingly. Mm -hmm. Rough, rough, rough. Yeah. Gribby just won the title. It's very exciting. Yeah, man. It's great. Patreon.com. Quality booking. Steve and Larson. Um, Anti-Homilanian. Uh, are there any unsuccessful? Sorry, are there any successful factions that have come from NXT and remain successful? What does that bode for the undisputed era? So we have Sanity. They're crap. They've really been booked We've that well. Got who else? Wyatt family. They were booked okay for a while. Yeah. The Shield. They were kind of a thing in NXT briefly. I think they did all right. Well, they no, they they were first on main and then went back oh, to NXT right. just right. to dick around. Um, that's kind of it. Hmm. Mister Lipkin Unlimited, yay or nay? Street Profits should have turned heel instead of the Mighty. Mm, good luck with that one. Their entire gimmick is going into the crowd and partying. Well, that's the first thing they'd have to stop. <laughs> that's I'm sorry I said that's their entire gimmick that's not their entire gimmick yeah, it is their entire gimmick. gimmick man they spend more time in the crowd they do in the ring that's not true they had a long match last night Travis and all Dayton. the like they wrestle like like super over faces with all the flippy stuff yeah no that's change all that they would yeah no that's not gonna work Trey Saunders currently in the gym and some girl is checking me out with my Wolfpack NWO shirt I think she wants to take me home to eat her booty o's it's real 
some things better left unsaid, Trey yeah. Saunders. But uh, good luck with that. Yeah. Hopefully you guys take a shower before that happens. Leo cause... Gonzalez, it's $2. Uh, Mario Sesternos. <laughs> Question two, I work in an after-school care in Australia. The Aww. older kids' interests are wrestling. Aww. Talking to the kids. They want to know who are your top five Australian wrestlers. Girls say Tennille Dashwood. Oh. The boys say Buddy Murphy. Oh, wow. Oh, Emma's great, man. Emma Absolutely. Great. Yeah, Buddy Murphy's fantastic. great. We both like the Iconics more so their NXT work than main roster, but we both think they're pretty well, solid. they've just, you know... They haven't been used properly mm-hmm. in SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Other Australian wrestlers. Let's take a look here. Isn't uh, Tony Storm from Australia? Pro wrestlers. Is she? Or is she from New Zealand? I thought she's from Australia. Australian professional wrestlers. Australian male professional wrestlers. Let's take a look here. I don't know him. Don't know yeah, him. Yeah, she's from Australia. Oh, the Mighty are great if they yeah. were used properly. Yeah. You know, it's a massive if there's an there's an Australian apparently named Samoan Joe. I don't think that's the same guy on SmackDown. No. I'm kind of fascinated. Oh, he was born hell a long time ago. He's super old. Yeah, he retired in 1989. That's before Samoa Joe started wrestling. <laughs> yes, it is. You gotta uh, say the Bushwhackers. They're legend, a legendary tag. Team. Sure. Right now, it's right now for sure for me. It's Buddy Murphy. Yeah, though. Buddy Murphy and Tony Storm. Yeah, Tony Storm is fantastic. Where is Tony Storm from? Did you verify? Yeah, she's from Australia. Is she? Yeah. Right she's on. billed from Australia. Build from early career. Uh, yeah. yeah. Impact Pro Wrestling Australia. Oh, she was born in New Zealand. Oh, all right. But lived most of her childhood in Australia. So I don't know what that means. I don't know what she is now. Kind of confused. I would think New Zealand, but if you spend a bunch of your childhood in a place, maybe you're that. Yeah. Maybe. Jonathan, power rank reasons the company should buy ads on WWE. Exposure? Why the company? What? Why a company should buy ads on WWE television, I guess. Well, if it fits in their you know demographic mm-hmm. of 18 to 25-year-old, well, probably 34. Males. 18 to 34 males under the IQ level of like 53, then yeah. That was a joke. That's rude. Come on, let's all just look. This is our rude. We make a living off that, so we're prime that. Although now we're way over thirty-four. Yeah, way. Leo Gonzalez, happy birthday, Steve. Hashtag twenty pledges. Re man, don't sacrifice your your happy marriage. No, don't do that. I don't. Maybe it's not happy. I don't know. Um, Eric, the bass hit King Blaha. Hey, friend, knows how much did Otis sound like Chris Farley during his confession to Regal? Yeah, I was pretty. uh, I could see that. Uh, oh, that's weird. Mr. Lipkin Unlimited also says completely unrelated. Montez Ford's Wikipedia page was deleted. That's strange. Somebody's deleting him from history. Uh, let's see here. All right. All in champ, Jose GGR. Let's say everyone who is on the main card at all in goes to WWE. Oh Lord. That's, Realistically, yeah. who goes to NXT 205 live raw and SmackDown? The only guarantee Marco stunt goes to 205 live. Yeah. That's a damn well, he guarantee. Was a, only in the battle Royal main card. Main card. So the Battle Royal was in the first hour? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was that in the SCU match. Oh, okay. Okay, so fine. So let's go Christopher Daniels. Oh, he's the, you know, the new Undertaker. He's All the, right. he main re- reclaims his throne as higher power. Yeah, main. Yeah. Stephen Amell. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Main event. All right. Um, uh, MJF, NXT. Yeah. Matt yeah. Cross, he goes to 205 Live. He's that small? Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
That'd be good. Well, Kenny, Kenny, and and Okada are probably the only two that go straight to main, other than Christian straight Daniels. to straight to Raw, huh? Yeah, Marty two hundred five live. Oh, you're gonna do? Oh, that sorry, to Marty? Young Bucks. Young Bucks will go straight to main. Yeah, Young Bucks go yeah. straight to main. Yeah, but sure. Phoenix, as will Ray, but Phoenix, Bandito, Pentagon, they'll probably all go to NXT. Okay, Cody. Oh, he'll go to main, I guess. Yeah, Nick Aldis. Yeah, uh, NXT UK. Really? No. You don't think so? Well, you want him to make thirty pound, thirty thousand pounds a well, year? They're still free to wrestle other other, as long as they don't b- double book their dates. That for... dude just clown the shit out of NXT UK. He's not going. No, there. I know he's not going. He's not going there. No, he'd be like, "Are, are you kidding me? I'm a full NWA champion." Vince would be like, "Didn't I buy that?" I know. <laughs> and don't I own that? Don't I own that? Vince <laughs> um... <laughs> like, "Yeah, so is Tim Storm," which would be shocking if Vince McMahon knew who Tim Storm was. Uh, Devin Coyote, which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve in wrestling? He says, mine is with tag team wrestling. The mustache mountain throwing in the towel story was stupid. And Survivor Series tag team matches where they don't even try to break up pins runs totally contradictory to normal tag team rules in other tag matches. This just takes me out of the match. I like that Devin's examples are very, very specific. Mine is too. My, my, my top pet peeve is when someone's supposed to be selling and they fix their ring gear. Oh, no, that's a good one, though. Mine is when the, the dudes look at the flipping ref. Yeah. Um, so that's annoying. Yeah. What did I? I said something earlier in this episode. I forget what it is now. Uh, oh, my pet peeves. Oh, that had to do with something else. That was like the military stuff. Yeah. Trey Saunders. Haha. Just kidding. But I am on my way to the gym now. Too sweet, y'all. Philly he was, Flexer. He was just kidding about yeah. a girl wanting to eat his butthole. Yeah, I guess so. Philly Flexer, check out the Joey Janela interview on Sam Roberts. He takes the blame for the Leo Rush no-sell. There's no blame to be had there. That's so silly. Mr. Unforgettable. Who wins tonight, Eagles or Falcons? That's a thing. Oh, is it opening night or something? Yeah, tonight's opening night. What does it say, Thursday? Uh Uh-huh, Thursday night football. I I guess I'll say Eagles because they're my team. There you go. But I probably won't watch it. Some good water right there. Some good water. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Felt like a good show. I feel like that was a solid show. Post-show patrons. Hey, man, $5. You can get yourself into the post-show. Today, we're going to watch a match. I think it's Luthez versus Antonio Ro- Ro- Roca? Roca, yeah. And Antonino. Yeah. Antonino Roca. 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 Whatever. Anyways, we're going to watch that. We're going to learn some history today. Are you excited about the history lessons? Sure. How long is this match? Oh, they're always like 10 minutes long. All right. That's fine. Well, it's probably a lot longer in 10 minutes, but I cut it down to 10 minutes. Good. The video clip I have is 10 minutes. All right, very well. It's just going to be a couple of old guys rolling around on a mat. Yeah, I know. And then, like, people going ape shit for some reason. Yeah. It's all weird. Yeah, it is weird. Anyways, that's coming up next. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody else. Next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.